Reed, gotta apologize. I just looked at the email and said, uh, <laughs> well, I made a mistake. Um, I thought uh, our next guest was going to join us at 7.50, but actually it was supposed to be 8.10, as it was spelled out in uh, my initial request. So uh, thank them for uh, taking my frantic phone call last uh, last half hour and then also uh, being amenable to still sticking with the time. So uh, joining us now uh, here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, I'm Greg Bishop, is Jesse Sullivan. He is the most recent Republican candidate to announce his candidacy for governor, and he joins us here on the WMAY. MAY Morning News Feed, a Petersburg native. He made the official announcement last week at Lincoln's historic New Salem, uh, and he joins us now on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Jesse, thanks for taking time, and uh, I guess explain to us uh, the nickname Sully. Good morning. Yeah, morning, Greg. Hey, so good to get to talk to you. Um, yeah, so my whole life growing up, as you can imagine, not too creative, but my last name Sullivan. I've been called Sully uh, all the way through, and so yeah, I people of Illinois like feel free to call me anything, but I I uh, love the nickname Sully, so feel free to use that one. Well, is there a newfound kind of um, affinity for it, especially after Sully Sullenberger uh, made that uh, crash landing into the uh, uh, into the river there in New York? Uh, you gotta love Sully Sullenberger, man. <laughs> you know. It's awesome whenever you can get these American heroes that uh, come along. And I love the last name Sullivan, you know, an Irish Catholic family. And my grandpa Sullivan is my hero. And so any way I can be tied to that name, I love it. So so uh, with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, there's a lot of people who are familiar with you. Um, others might not be. Uh, you're from Petersburg, just down the street from where we're broadcasting right now. Uh, you've grown up in this area, but you've also traveled the world. I guess give us a quick elevator pitch of who is Jesse Sully Sullivan. Yeah, so I went to Porta High School, um, so born and raised here in Petersburg. I've got about 100 cousins in our count of 2,300 people. Honestly, we lost count of how many cousins there are here because there's so many Sullivans. But uh, I was, I got um, to go to St. Louis University for my undergrad. And during that time, I was studying theology and uh, medicine. Um, My dad, who's a PE teacher here at Porta, and also, you know, in the Hall of Fame over at Illinois College, and my grandpa's in the Hall of Fame over at Western Illinois for playing sports. Sports was always the biggest thing for our family. Uh, so I was a sports, a sports kid, coach's kid growing up, not a political one. Uh, but I, I was able to go, you know, I also played basketball over at Oxford, which I loved. And, uh, you know, my dad, he would say, man, you're the biggest redneck to ever attend Oxford University. <laughs> and I think he was right when I was over there. But felt really appreciative to get to go do work in the developing world. Um, you know, it was driven by my faith. And in doing that work, I just felt like, man, you know, I feel called to try to help people who are living in extreme poverty. And I failed my way forward in trying to help through charity and aid and said, am I really helping lift people up out of uh, this, this place of need? And uh, eventually realized the best way to do that is creating jobs. And so I went back to business school um, out in California, and then I uh, came back home about five years ago and have been running this uh, organization from Petersburg, which is really a global organization to help lift people up out of poverty through creating jobs and backing the best entrepreneurs. And so, yeah, just super happy to raise my family back here where I was raised running around in the cornfields and the creeks and all that. 
Jesse Sully Sullivan joins us on the WMAY Morning News feed. A Republican tossing his hat in the ring for governor, and there will be plenty of opportunity um, to uh, compare you with the other three that are running. So I look to uh, talk with you in the future about that. Uh, and uh, just real quick here, are you interested in debating uh, other individuals, uh, regardless of where the stage is, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm someone who I'm an open book. I'm one of eight kids in my family and uh and so we we were I grew up debating and arguing with all of them. It was a form of love in our family. So I'm I uh really, you know, just passionate about fixing Illinois and making it a better place. And so I'm a political unknown right now. Uh and so just being able to share my ideas and thoughts on what we need here in Illinois, always happy to do. Well and we'll talk about just a, a couple of issues here uh that at least have been top of mind for me covering the state house as a reporter and watching all the how the sausage is made at the state house. And if you're looking to run for governor, wanna get your take on some of these issues. But what do you say to those who are critical of you're a newcomer? Uh and uh, instead of running for uh dog catcher locally, uh you went right to the top of uh, of the ticket in Illinois. Uh, what experience do you have that uh, will help you uh, if you were to get that job? Yeah, I think most people like me in Illinois look at our politics and they say, wow, is that broken? You know, just the trust in our government to be able to actually be effective and efficient and helping, you know, use our tax dollars to really provide the services needed. I mean, you just look at the people fleeing the state. And so when you look at like, all right, our politics need to change. And if you think that, hey, they're they're going great, then you have some other good, uh, good candidate, uh, current governor you could vote for. Um, But my my take is our politics need to be fixed and changed. It's too corrupt. Taxes are way too high. And, uh, you know, just the crime problems up around Chicago. Those are the three core areas I'll be focused on. Um, I have some of the national security background uh, doing counterinsurgency work over in Afghanistan uh, that I kind of bring to the perspective on the crime issue and support of our law enforcement. Um, also, when it comes to corruption, I just feel like moral leadership is so key. And I have these three core values in my life of faith, family and service. And so my Christian faith has always really driven me. Uh, personally, to say, how can we have honesty and integrity is at the core of who we need to be? Um, you know, and then really on the high taxes front, I just think it's driving so many people out of our state, and we need to create the jobs of the future here in Illinois. And that's what I've been doing and focused on is helping back entrepreneurs and and small business owners to become big business owners. Uh, to really be able to create those jobs of the future. So I think I'm going to bring all of those experiences into government. And, you know, when I ask myself about what level I should enter in at, I just really feel like if you want to change Illinois, then you have to change the governor. And I feel like my life experiences have led me to a point that I really do think I could do a good job for our state and turn it around. Jesse Sully Sullivan with us on the WMAY Morning News feed, a Republican running for the nomination for governor. Uh, And Jesse, I think uh, one thing that we could possibly uh, spend an hour on is uh, how you could use your global governance degree from from Oxford (laughs) University uh, and how that'll play into it. But I think that that would take a lot more time uh, to unpack and discuss. So hopefully we can have that conversation in the future as well. But let me get a, a 
just a couple of quick hit items here from you um, on some issues that uh, we've been watching at the State House. Uh, of course, the backlog of FOID cards, firearm owner identification cards. Uh, you've got some who've waited. I had a, a woman over the weekend say she finally got her FOID card processed after nearly two years. Uh, therefore, mm-hmm. you know, the delay is way beyond the 30 day framework there. Should we get rid of the FOID card? Wow. You know, the way that I approach this issue, so I grew up, you know, here in central Illinois hunting with my grandpa. And when he passed away, then my brother, older brother and I fought about who gets to have my grandpa shotgun, you know, and, uh, and my older brother got it, of course, because he was bigger and stronger than me, but because he's my older brother and that's the way it should be. But I carry the same weapon now, uh, you know, an M9 Beretta that I, carried when I was over in Afghanistan. And so to me, you know, gun ownership, it's not legal gun owners that are the problem in in carrying out these, you know, uh, different things going on up in Chicago or the cities. That's happening from illegal gun ownership. I I renewed my Ford card not too long ago and had to wait over three months. Uh, And it's ridiculous. And so yeah, we we uh, we definitely need to make changes to that system to make it super efficient and effective for people to be able to get uh, weapons. Legal gun owners should not be having to go through all the hoops they're having to jump through. Well, should we get rid of the FOID card, though? I mean, Missouri doesn't have that. They've got constitutional carry. Yeah, I think these, I mean, specific policy stuff, I'm, as you know, I just jumped into the race, and so... We're putting together a policy team of people like who we're going to look at every single policy over time. But I can tell you, like, just my values are very much in support of, you know, legal gun owners and making that as simple as possible for people to be able to do. Jesse Sully Sullivan with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Another issue that's taken a lot of oxygen out of the room, other than COVID-19, which we'll uh, discuss just briefly here in a moment, but uh, pensions in the state of Illinois. Uh, we've got some estimates are $140 billion unfunded. Others are $300 billion unfunded. And you also have the uh, retiree health care costs for uh, retired state employees. Um, what's your take on how to address that massive unfunded liability? Yeah, just such a huge problem. And the reason why it's crowding out spending in other areas that we really need it. I mean, paying that much on this debt is uh, not good for the state of Illinois or the people of Illinois. The way I approach this issue is my dad is a retired school teacher and uh, a public school teacher. So he told me, hey, if you're going to take away my pension, I'm not going to vote for you. <laughs> and um, And I don't think not only because of him. Uh, would I not do that? But I grew up here in central Illinois where your word is your bond, you know? And so the government, the state government, wisely or unwisely, made a promise to people. And when you make a promise to people, then you keep good to your word. And uh, and so we made a promise to retirees. And so they should know that a benefit earned would be a benefit paid under under my administration. And so that, that's one huge principle I bring to it. The other one is we want it to be solvent for people who, so they can actually, we can be good to our word and have enough money uh, to be able to afford it, which means you have to do something about switching over to the way I'm used to the private sector, you know, and they did away with pensions a long time ago uh, to where they switched over to a new system, whether it's 401k system, you know, we're going to dive deeper into the specific policies of, but it's that principle that we need to be running the state like a business 
and uh, and you know running it the way we have right now is, is not working at all. We're talking here with Jesse Sully Sullivan. He is a Republican running for governor uh, and a variety of other issues I'm sure we'll touch on in the future. But one thing I do want to get your response to is the uh, vaccine mandates. We've seen President Joe Biden uh, issue mandates and those rules still forthcoming for employers of more than 100 employees to be vaccinated. Uh, You've also got Governor J.B. Pritzker's vaccine mandates that are going to be taking effect later on this week uh, for health care educators and college students um how should this be handled when it comes to uh the 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 public health concerns of covid19 but also taking into account those who still have concerns about uh the covid19 vaccine yeah we you mentioned that i launched out at lincoln's new salem and lincoln's always been a big hero of mine and carl sandberg you know who wrote uh wrote a great book on him and read every word he said said he used two words more than any other freedom and responsibility I really take those two principles that I would always apply, in this case in particular, freedom. I think we have been getting so little of it. Just it feels like we're being encroached upon every single day. You know, our current governor up in Chicago, we live in a very diverse state, and we elect local leaders for a reason. And I think that decisions, whether masks or whether it's uh, vaccines, the principles I will use is that people should not be treated like we're their, the government is their parent. Uh, and, and mandating and forcing actions uh, are, is not the way that I would handle things. And so we have a current governor that's very centralized in his authority and trying to create mandates. I would be, I'm a decentralized person and you should be pushing decision-making down to the local levels and locally elected leaders. And so, uh, yeah, in this vaccine mandate fits really strongly within that. Um, So I would never be mandating the vaccine, but responsibility is the corollary to that, which says everyone needs to be responsible and they need to be looking into the information deeply for themselves and local leaders weighing out the, the values of the people that elected them. And so, you know, with that, my wife and I are vaccinated and uh, we made that choice for ourselves to do it and felt like it was not only for us, uh, but it was also for the, our loved ones who did have, you know, uh, underlying conditions that might have put them at risk. Jesse Sully Sullivan, thank you so much for taking time with us this morning. I imagine it's not going to be the last time we talk. It's going to be a long campaign. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, June 2022 is when the primary is. And I imagine we're going to hear a lot from you, uh, not just with interviews, but also on the airwaves. So we'll uh, we'll stay in touch. All right. Hey, sounds great. Thanks so much for having me on here.